save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, and this one will be really helpful, especially if you've been doing some gambling, as Chris and I have been doing of late. Do you want to get an edge over Vegas in the books? BetQL is available for download, and it is the only mobile app that puts all of the important research you need to make smart bets in one place. With BetQL, you can easily access line movement to see how the lines have moved. This app gives you access to public betting trends in real time so you can see which side the public favors. BetQL's powerful algorithm gives users value bets of the day based off of detailed recent and historical trends. You can also calculate your return on your picks and track them through. Throughout the day. The best part of all, you can download BetQL for free from your Apple or Android device. Head to betql.co to download the only app you need to outsmart Vegas. That's betql.co. BetQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and and Android. Again, that's BetQL. And now, today's episode. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here, as always, with Chris Winningham. Now, usually, Chris and I do not do these together. It's one of yeah. the marvels of modern technology. But today, we're both at Media Day. We had a group this of This is the first one that we've done together? In terms of like sitting next to each other for a pod. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Actually, it's been about three years since we've done this, actually, now that I think about it. (laughs) Um, And we had, in addition to the two of us, we had four uh, people. I was going to have to say four guys from Miami Heat. That is not accurate. It's not accurate anymore, thank God. Uh, Because it was was ten guys, but now they've added Caitlin Anderson. So, actually, uh, Brian Goins was out here with Giancarlo Navas and Alex Toledo from Miami Heat Beat. So, you can check out their interviews. They did a bunch of interviews today. Bam Adebayo, Kelly Olenek, Tyler Johnson. If you know uh, the story there, that's one. You'll definitely want to tune into with Giancarlo uh, interviewing Tyler. So did a bunch of interviews today. We actually had three of our own, and we're going to play those here during the episode. Now, Chris, before we do, we need to address mm-hmm. one thing, because yep. obviously Heat fans are coming to us today, and they want to know, okay, what's the latest with Jimmy Butler? And the latest is it really didn't affect anything here. Now, I will say there was something odd that happened today, and the pizza arrived before a lot of the players <laughs> did. And what I mean by that is there were a bunch of sort of the back end of the roster players that were brought up to the practice facility after Spolstra and Wade spoke downstairs in the interview room. And so the back of the roster players were brought up. Adebayo was brought up. And then some guys who can't be traded were brought up. So Dwayne, uh, I mentioned Wade earlier, but Wayne Ellington was mm-hmm. brought up. Obviously, he can't be traded until December Johnson. 15th. Tyler Johnson, not likely to be traded. Those guys were brought up here. And then there was a really long break where, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, pizza was brought, which has not been done before. <laughs> okay. And we waited about 20 minutes between shifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before the group of Whiteside, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and Kelly Olinick were brought up. And those are four names that we've heard could be involved in a possible package. Not saying all of them, but could be involved. Mm-hmm. And so it was curious. I'll just say that. Now, Dion Waiters was not brought up, but he was downstairs earlier. And the Heat did say that it was because Dion's not going to be with the team initially that he didn't participate in a lot of these activities. So as far as that, like I said, odd day in that sense, different than a lot of the other ones mm-hmm. that I've covered. But ultimately, everybody finished the day with us, and we know that because Josh Richardson was the last person here. And stayed and stayed extra. Stayed, like he stayed, stayed for like 25 minutes with right. us. Right. Not only did he do the interview that you're going to hear with Chris and I, <laughs> but then he stayed to talk with Miami Heat Beat and, and basically critique Giancarlo's uh, love life. So <laughs> it was an interesting day here, and you'll, you'll be sure to hear that interview. But what we've got for you today are three interviews. Uh, we're going to start with Goran Dragic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's back for another season, and he has some interesting s- things to say about his future and how he wants it to go. Then we're going to bring on Udonis Haslam, because if we have him third, he'll kill us. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll touch on a little bit 
different stuff than mm-hmm. we talked about in the should, episode should we, we say, did with him already. Should we say before we get to uh, his interview what he did today here at Heat Media Day? Yeah. So, so the way that it's set up, uh, we are at the Heat's practice court, which is essentially on the second floor of American Airlines Arena, kind of like overlooking the bay. And there are multiple hoops, obviously, that are kind of come down from varying points of the ceiling. And there's a fairly sizable one in the middle of the floor. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and Udonis Haslam is hanging from the rim. It's okay, he's hanging from the rim. You know, he's feeling froggy about his athleticism. Then he goes full Spider-Man and climbs on top of the rim, then behind the backboard. Then he's basically hanging off the back of the backboard. And in the middle of that, shouts, this is my last year. He's like, okay, all right. Because this is Udonis Haslam's last year. We thought it was going to be his last minute, actually. <laughs> right. That's the way that that was playing out. Uh, yeah, Udonis had to steal the show here today yeah. from Dwayne because that was really the only way to do it. And then after he did that, he did a few more interviews and came over and sat down with us. So that's one thing you'll hear in there. The other, And you can check that out. It's, I posted it at EJ Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports on Instagram. So you can mm-hmm. check it out there. I did post the video of it. But also the other thing he talks about here is we did have Udonis on a pod called it God's Plan, and we really enjoyed it. And then Mario Chalmers came along and beat him in downloads. <laughs> and I informed Udonis of that when I saw him about a week ago at his new restaurant. He was not happy about that. <laughs> uh, so so we'll address that. And then the third interview will be with Josh Richardson. Now, we did not talk about trades or anything mm-hmm. like that with him. Obviously, whatever plays out will play out. But I thought that was an interesting conversation until Chris hijacked it with <laughs> soccer talk. We've decided to leave that on for you because that's the time that Josh got the most engaged and seemed to enjoy it the most. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically disappeared. So anyway, we're going to do those three interviews, Dragic, Haslam, and then we'll do Josh Richardson. If you want to hear the other other interviews that were done, Ronnie McGruder also interviewed mm-hmm. with Miami Heat Beat. They'll be posting those interviews over the next couple of weeks. All right, Ethan Skolnick out here at Heat Media Day for Five Reasons Sports here with all-star point guard, Goran Dragic and let's before we get to this season let's go through the formalities of your summer so I know every summer has been a little different for you there have been some summers you played a lot there have been some summers you haven't played much at all and kind of come back in what was this summer like Um, probably this was the I didn't play a lot I mean I didn't even play no games this summer for summer that I was completely off and uh, I think so that helped me a lot especially because I I can put a lot of work into my individual growth, and uh, I feel amazing. I feel energized. I feel hungry again, and I think so that's going to help me a lot for the upcoming season. When you're not that you're an old guy, I'm a lot older than you. But Excuse when me? you're not that you're an old guy, because I'm a lot older than you. But when you're at your age in this game now, um, I know that you took a lot from Steve when yeah. you played with Steve, and Steve won his two MVPs actually at an older age than you are. Right now, what did you learn from him in terms of keeping your body the way you want it? Not, not only that, but keeping your mind right. Because I know that, when you're doing season after season, it yeah. can become drudgery a little bit. What did you do for that? I, I did a lot. I mean, I, first of all, the most important thing is um, eating habits. I think so. That's the that's really important. Uh, you know, I'm eating he- healthy. I'm in probably you know one of the best shapes that I've been in the last five four years. Um, I feel amazing. But like you said, the most important thing is mentally mentally to be tough and to be to be fresh to to be hungry i think so that um you know this is going to be my 11th year it's a lot of basketball behind me but um, the most important thing that um, i'm looking forward to play basketball and um, i think so that's that's kind of what keeps you young even if you like let's say i'm 32 but i still feel young so in my in my mind but you weren't I mean you weren't a starter right from the start when you came into the league and some guys when they've gotten into their 30s have talked about how that actually helps them because you weren't logging 35 minutes a game from like the first minute that you came into the league do you feel that a little bit now I mean obviously you want to play you came from overseas you certainly believed you had the ability to play you had a quarter against the Spurs that proved you had the ability to play and others but do you feel like that's helped you at this stage um yeah you know, it's hard. It's always hard because, um, like you said, when you are a young player coming into the league, you want to play right away, mm-hmm. have a lot of minutes. And I didn't. And this was a, a, a you know, a long process for me to kind of uh, um, develop myself as a player. Uh, and uh, I understood that. So it was, uh, you know, I put a lot of hard, hard hours, I mean, a lot of hours in, tried to get better. And maybe, yeah, maybe now... 
that's a good thing mm -hmm. kind of because I didn't play a lot the first two two seasons so basically um, my body didn't it's not how we say falling apart you know mm -hmm. I feel amazing I never had a none of major injury I mean big injuries I was always healthy and uh, I think so that's a big part of how how you can play on a high level after I don't know 30 or 32 or 33 34 years old as long as you take take care of yourself things so you can do it when you look at you talk about specifics you want to get better on year after year you look at your season last year's your first all-star season probably shouldn't have been your first probably should have had one before that but when you look at the season in totality what did you like what do you think can get better what do, what do you what did you sort of go into this summer trying to improve um yeah what i didn't like i didn't like that i was always tired <laughs> right <laughs> that was the thing that that was probably the, the toughest thing to to kind of a, to battle with because um you know when you when you're tired and you don't you're not kind of a happy to go and practice oh man practice again that that's kind of a the toughest things to do and uh this year you know this year i feel the opposite mm -hmm. i feel the opposite and hopefully that i can continue to do like that but um the main thing for me is just just to stay ready you know if you're staying ready you can do you know big things um you know i had an all-star year last year but i feel like that i can improve a lot especially i was working this off season especially um everything to my right mm -hmm. going right to pull up mm -hmm. finishing uh, with the with the right and um you know i know what i can do going left right. so but if i can kind of uh get better at, at my right situation then I can expand my game and it's going to be much easier for me. Did you feel like teams were starting because your finishing numbers have always been really really yeah. high for a guard you've always kind of been consistently top five in the league that was down a little bit last year from where it's been is that do you, is, is that because teams were playing you to your tendency do you think they were playing you to your no, left? No no I mean all these last 10 years they always playing me this I mean not playing me the same but they mm -hmm. always forced me right so mm -hmm. I never had uh, issues with that mm -hmm. I always find a way you know find a way to play a uh, tricky tricky mind games with them and um, I would just say that uh, that tiredness that but mm -hmm. but kind of uh, push me back because you know if you don't feel your legs fresh or your mind is not 100% into it okay. then it's really tough to play you have a team here with um, a lot of guards, <laughs> a lot of guards, and we'll see how things play out. But as of right now, you have a lot of guards on this team. Um, you're the only true point guard, established veteran point guard. I don't know that I've ever seen a point guard who's had to play with so many two guards on the same <laughs> team if we want to throw Josh in there. How do you make it work with each of the individual guys? Because, I mean, from game to game, you had a great chemistry with Dion. You've obviously had time with Dwayne now at this stage. You and Jay Rich, he was your backup for a little while when he first came in the league. So you've played with all these guys, Rodney, etc. But how do you make it work with each of them? I mean, like you said, Ed, um, every every player is different. Mm -hmm. Every player is, 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 is let's say, when... Uh, Wayne Ellington, he's a totally different player than Jay Rich. You know, Wayne is a catch and shoot um, 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 player, so um, you just need to know where he likes to to get the ball and how you can get the ball to him. So, and with Jay Rich, is a different stuff. Um, so it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of two guards, different players that you need to um, kind of a bond with them on the floor and uh, try to understand which one is the the best position to to put them in mm -hmm. and um, only like that we can thrive as a team as a player and I think so that's the really most important thing to know your players what they can do and what they cannot do you want to push you've always wanted to push I mean yeah, you want to get the ball and go but are, are you looking at that differently now with this kind of team I mean, you know it's funny thing the last year and Suppose like, gee, push it, push it. I wanted to push it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, I don't know if I can, if I know how to, how to push it anymore. You know, because you know, the, for the past what four years, we were always a half court team. Mm -hmm. So that's gonna. I mean, if I get opportunity, of course I'm gonna push it and go. You know, right. that what what I'm best at. So we'll see. You know, it it, it depends what Spo wants, what kind of style he wants to play. But uh, I feel like that I developed my game on the half court too now, mm -hmm. so that I'm more complete player as as 
few years in the, in the past when I was I was playing with Phoenix Suns and Houston, right. those up tempo teams. So it's it's kind of a, a different situation. Do you consider yourself? I remember when you came and you were adjusting to this area, and I remember at first you didn't have your family here, yeah. and that was something you had to adjust to. You've had them here now for a period of time. Do you feel like a Miamian now? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, this this city can grow quickly under your skin. I, I love it here, and I, you know, I want to stay here. I want to retire here if it's possible. Even when I retire, probably, probably we're gonna stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, probably we're gonna live here. So it's amazing place to be. A lot of um, different culture, friendly people, and uh, yeah, I feel like at home. But you're also one of those. I mean, you're not someone who seeks the spotlight. You've never no, been. No, I, I I know. Even the All Star game, you told me like you were you were kind of you liked it, but you were kind of done with it after a period of time. It was a little yeah, bit yeah. too much. I, are you still able to blend in? Because I know you take your kids. I, to the I park, do. Yeah, do that, I do. I I just put my hat on, um, <laughs> some some sunglasses, and I'm good. Yeah, I'm skinny, short. Um, you know, everybody <laughs> says, "Man, you play basketball." Hell yeah, I play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's it's a little bit different in my country, you know. Yeah. It's but uh, you know. What's I, it like? Because for people that don't understand, you you go back to Slovenia. Yeah. What what is it like? Where can where can you go? Where can you not go? Where can I mean? Because I would think right now you're the second most famous person in that country behind probably the first lady. I would guess might be first. I don't know. Luca is up there. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Luca, Luca is up there. So. <laughs> um, you know, I think so. The, I mean, you know, I, I'm on a way out. Luca is on a way in. So. It's a perfect timing, and uh, we won the gold medal. So, mm. but um, I don't know. But people back home—they're not they're really a, a big fans of politics, you know. Mm. So they stay out of that. So they stay out of it. But um, you know, back home, like it's crazy a little bit. But I like what I really like about the people. Our culture is way different than here. Mm. You know, we even if you're famous, I mean, famous, they—they're not looking at you as a star. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They—they. They, they would approach you but they would not like pass out or uh, mm -hmm. yell you know it's a different it, it, it's a different culture and different mentality so. and you mentioned Luca um, how good is he going to be there are some people who think he should have been the first pick in the draft he's going to be the best player in the draft what is your feeling on I him? think so he he, he he would deserve that especially with okay let's say if we're talking about uh, now Mm -hmm. Now, what he can bring, I think so. He's the best player in that draft. I don't know about the future. You know how the other players gonna develop, but his ability to play is amazing. I mean, his just feel of the game is unbelievable, and he's only 19 years old. He already he won everything what he could back in Europe. So the next stage is was obvious NBA, and you know some people are saying you know he's not quick. But um, okay, he's not quick, but he got that one thing that a lot of players they don't have it. He knows what he knows when to pass the ball at the right time, and he thinks quick. Mm -hmm. I think so. That's that's kind of a bit speed. Well, so. Dirk Dirk was talking about that. He said the first time he saw him in practice that it's just his ability to see the play before the play yes. is above and beyond yeah. what we've seen from anywhere else. Is it easier, do you think, now for international players to come to the NBA than maybe it was when you did? I think so it is but I mean I would not I would not put myself um, like because I came 11 years ago I would even go farther back when mm -hmm. it was Vlade Divac Peja Stuck, I mean Peja Drajan Petrić mm -hmm. those guys had a hard time because it was a, you know uh, it was not a lot of European or international I'm sorry international players in NBA and that was kind of a thinking process okay if those international players can even play in NBA mm -hmm. now now we already proven that we can and and um, you know it's I think so I don't know how many international players in NBA but it's it's, it's a lot. quite a yeah, it's, it's a lot so you know, it's a lot yeah. final thing for you um, this team I know that some guys feed off expectations and I know there is a feeling with this team that they're bringing back the same crew how is it going to be different you guys obviously had a playoff series against Philadelphia didn't go the way that yeah. you wanted um, but you also know what continuity can mean for a team if that's what direction this team wants to go. So what did you see that you liked last year that you think you can build on so that maybe we can talk about this team as a top four yeah. team in the East instead of the way it's being currently discussed? I mean, what I really like is um, um, that we're going to battle, you know, every game. Every game that uh, we're going to bring it, you know, especially 
Uh, if you play against good teams, we always bring our A game, and I think so that's important. But um, like you said, I, I feel like that we need to work on consistency because through through the whole season we were a lot of ups and downs, and um, you know we lost a lot of games that we should win, especially on the paper we were a better team, and we we always take an L against those teams. And uh, you know if you if you build if you play more consistent, that's kind of prepared you for the playoffs. And then, then you know that um, you know against good teams you're gonna be more consistent. You're gonna have less mistakes. Mm -hmm. And um, last year I feel like that um, we were up there with Philly, mm -hmm. but it's always missing something. That it always comes those black minutes um, that we are not consistent. Or we were really bad, and that's why they beat us. That's why they were a better team. And hopefully this year we can take one step further. Um, hopefully we can have a, a healthy team. But on the end of the day, a lot of, a lot of teams are going through that mm -hmm. injury. So um, everybody is starting from the same position that we are. So hopefully we're going to develop that chemistry that we need and get better. I well, appreciate it, Goran Dragic. Um, you want to sign off in, in one of your other languages that you know? Uh, I'm just going to say one, one thing. Prite učin većem stevilu in da vamo skupi dobro sezono. Yeah. That might have been Ethan needs to get a haircut. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> I ju let me translate. I just said um, I hope that um, the fans are gonna enjoy enjoy this season and to see this gym popping. So that's the only. Thing I, I, I love that you use popping in English when you go to that. Goran Dragic joining us here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for doing it, Goran. Appreciate it. We'll get back to the episode here in a second, but we told you a little bit earlier about the app BetQL. Now, what should you do with the information that you get from BetQL? You should go to BetDSI.com, and you should use the promo code REASON101 to get your deposit matched up to $2,500. Yes, very much indeed, Ethan. You should use REASON101, get your deposit matched up to $2,500 at BetDSI.com. And for me, one of the great features of BetDSI.com is, so for example, we're taping this on a Monday at Heat Media Day. I was kind of looking at the lines for the Monday night football game tonight between the Steelers and the Bucks. I don't really have that much of a feel for it, but one of the things that I've kind of gotten into doing is live betting games where you can kind of take a little bit of the information that you've seen and say, okay, now I have a feel for it. I did it actually on the Thursday night game between the Jets and the Browns where I was like oh maybe this is the Baker Mayfield game and the, literally the moment he stepped on the field I was like alright let's see what happens if I throw you know a, 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 a few bucks on the Browns and then all of a sudden he leads them to victory so you can kind of feel your way through these games by virtue of live betting one of the great features over at BetCSI.com obviously basketball season is coming up I'd imagine there'll be lines on preseason basketball if you're oh, so God. inclined but if you're so if you want to bet on regular season basketball obviously season starting soon NFL season in full swing college football in full swing, head over to BetDSI.com and use the promo code REASON101. And now, Udonis Haslam. Ethan Skolnick back with you here from Heat Media Day up at the Heat's practice facility at American Airlines Arena on the 5 Reasons Podcast. Welcoming back. We had him for one of our most popular episodes. We called it God's Plan. <laughs> Still can't of, believe Rio. You say Rio. Well, so, okay, we're gonna we're gonna dis I, we're gonna I, we're gonna discuss that. I first. disagree with that. Those well, numbers had to be skewed. Well, no, we're gonna dis <laughs> all right. So it's rigged. I, all right, so I'm gonna <laughs> fill people. To be I'm gonna fill people in on what's going on with Udonis Haslam here. So basically, we had Udonis on a little bit earlier as we were sort of just getting started. Mm -hmm. We didn't have sort of the subscribers at that stage. Yeah. And then about a month later, we had Mario Chalmers on. And so Mario's episode is, I believe, right now about 80 downloads ahead of UD's. And I just think it's a product of circumstance yes. of when we tape those two episodes. It's not about the quality so, so, of the two so, episodes. So basically, my episode helped catapult Rio's yes. episode to success. Pretty much That's what correct. happened with you guys well, helping Rio him never get rings. That, Rio never gave me that credit. <laughs> right. he, he still thinks it's the big four. There's, there's no big three. There was, there was a big four. He, well, there, he there's a big three, a little 11, and Rio. Right. <laughs> but it was the two of you guys, actually, that coined that, the big three and the little 12, right? Yeah, it was the two yeah, of you guys yeah, that... Yeah, uh, yeah. That Shane Batty was in there somewhere. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of guys involved in that one. All right, so we want to get to what you decided to do today because we posted the video up there. Um, we need you to be on this team this year, <laughs> and you're climbing up to the hoop uh, to jump. I mean, have the heat made you that crazy over the last 15 years? I've been climbing up the rebounding charts. I've been climbing up the business charts. I'm just climbing, brother. It's just my mentality. <laughs> Keep climbing. 
you calling this? What is it? You really calling this now? The last stand. The last stand. Right? I've been going back and forth with a lot of different things. I mean, Dwayne got the last dance. I've been saying the last, the last ride, the last stance, the last. I've been all over the place with it. I'm gonna hashtag something soon. I'm gonna hashtag something soon. I want to put bro. my vote in for talk. <laughs> so let's get. You mentioned the businesses uh, was over at the the soft opening for 800 degrees. So how much input did you and Dwayne have? on the menu i mean you are you now a food connoisseur in addition to everything else you're doing yeah yeah a lot you know um you know we were hands-on with pretty much everything me so me more so with a lot of development that was going on you know um with Dwayne being on the, on the west coast um but as far as the menu and the food that was both of us you know i have my signature wings he has his burger um we've kind of catered the menu towards a lot of different things because we're in miami and we have to cater to the market in miami where we've added ceviche we've added certain things that the brand hasn't had in other um in other um restaurants so you know the brand has really given us a lot of leeway to, to kind of do a lot of different things we're the first one that's actually full service mm-hmm. um so they've given us a lot of leeway how'd you get involved with it how, how does the opportunity arrive at your door and what, what made you want to do it um you know as i started to just pivot a little a little further away from basketball as far as you know my business mind continues to grow and you know if anybody knows anything about me um you know when i find something that you know i'm in, i'm in that I'm engaged in and that intrigues me, I'm invested and I'm all in. So um, yeah, I started with Starbucks, or Subways, and different things like that, and just looking for different opportunities, looking for something Dwayne and I can do together. Um, had an opportunity for a space at Brightline Train Station, um, and then we were looking for a brand. We were looking for a concept. Um, we bounced around with a lot of different concepts. We played off a lot of different things, and you know, 800 degrees just sounded like the perfect concept for what we wanted to do together. And save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. I'm sure it sounds like the perfect place to start it. All right, before we get into the heat here, um, you follow a couple of other teams pretty closely, so I want to get into this with you. 3-0. and you going to ask me about the Dolphins? Don't I'm, even ask. 3-0. and All right, so 3-0. I, I you, can say that before you even say it. You anything. and I have had a lot of conversations about this through the years where you, you gave up hope after about the third or fourth game. So so why? <laughs> I, I mean, let, let's be Listen, honest. No, so, I speak for frustration. It's never giving up hope because <laughs> I can be frustrated on Sunday night and be right back in front of my TV Sunday at, at 1. So it's always out that's, of frustration. That's, that's the Dolphins never, fan experience, man. Yeah, it's never, it's never, it's never, never giving up hope. It's just speaking out of frustration. You know, I take my football, my Dolphins, and my Hurricanes, and my Gators, and you know, my Toledo Rockets. I take all that stuff heavy. So why is this different? Why is this three and zero start? Because they've had three. They've had decent starts. Two thousand ten, two thousand thirteen. They're actually four and two a year ago. Just, like a lot of people forget. I, I just like that the, the lunch, the lunch pail mentality that you know Coach Gase has. You know, I, I had the opportunity to speak to the team last year. I had the opportunity to sit down with Coach Gase. Um, and, and just hear him talk and listen to his vision. And, you know, it's real similar to some of the things that we have here. Um, you know, their mentality, um, you know, they got rid of, you know, a lot of guys and a lot of high-profile guys. And, you know, as a fan, you didn't want to see those guys leave. But, you know, it opens up an opportunity for a lot of young guys, a lot of guys that maybe are looking to make a name for themselves, a lot of guys that are hungry, uh, a lot of guys that are, you know, willing to do what it takes for the team to be successful and not just for individual success. So, you know, I think they're on the right path and they're doing things the right way now. But you can talk about the lunch pail mentality all you want. It's the double reverse 52-yarder. That's the fun stuff. Uh, it, it, it's, Listen, it's incredible. I mean, the uh, entertainment value was just insane yesterday. Are they opening up the playbook for sure? Yeah. They're opening up the playbook for sure. You know, Kenny Steele's uh, averaging over 20 yards per catch right now. Um, you know, it's just a lot going on. They definitely opened up the playbook, and I'm definitely impressed. Tannehill's playing great right now. Um, they're, they're doing well. They're, they're utilizing all their guys. They're putting their guys in a position to be successful offensively. The defense is playing amazing right now, getting turnovers. I think we're ranked fourth in the league defensively. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm locked in. I can tell. Uh, Toledo UM, how strange an experience was that for you? It was you? the strangest experience ever. It was the strangest experience ever. You know, I've never had, I've never rooted against UM in my life. If anybody knows me, even though I'm a, hur- I'm a Gator and I played at Florida, when they play the Gators, I, I usually root for the Hurricanes. Um, Football-wise, you know, Gator basketball is always going to be number one, but football-wise, I usually root for the Hurricanes. So it was the first time in my life I actually had to root against the Hurricanes. Um, but it was an easy call, you know, my son. You know, it's my bloodline, so, you know, I was a rocket that day. 
couple of questions that are guys we have a we have a hurricanes podcast five rings canes um they say it's going to be six six rings soon we'll see when that happens they got two questions that i'm supposed to ask you <laughs> first one who's the former cane that reminds you most of yourself former cane the that former hurricane me that reminds you most of yourself hi rohan marley okay that's a good one a little linebacker little guy now i remember right there knocking heads and making plays number two Okay, that wouldn't have been my first guess. Yeah, for you. I, I don't know who I would have chosen. I, I, for, it would, for me, it'd have to be modern day. Like I have to think of like a modern day player like that. Yeah, and, I didn't I know mean, that you were going to pick the playmaker. I didn't think yeah. you were going to pick Michael Irvin. I thought you might be an Ed <laughs> Reed guy. Nah, I'm, I'm. You know, like I said, look how small he was playing linebacker, and he was he was a hitter. He used to bring he used to bring the wood. So I was always a fan of you know how how he how he played at his size and how he brought it every night. All right, uh, another one. For, for that pod uh, greatest memory growing up what's the Canes memory that sticks out because again I know you're a Miami guy but you go to UF and like you said your allegiance never really totally changed so what's the one that embodies it for you oh man greatest greatest memory growing up oh man I just I, I it's just I can't think of another team that had Clint Portis Willis McGahee and Frank Gore all in the same roster in the same back for like the same time I mean if you can name Another collegiate team that had mm. that level of talent in the backfield at the same time, and then there's people on the, at that time. Frank Gore was the third. Mm-hmm. It was special teams. Yeah, yeah, he and, and literally, I think his freshman year, if I'm not mistaken, he averaged about eight and a half yards a carry. Yeah. He didn't carry the ball that much, but he averaged like eight and a half yards a carry. You know that year, and then he ended up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he gets hurt, mm-hmm. and then basically Willis McGahee is the the solid number two. And look at the career he had. You know, so I just talk about just the depth that they had in that backfield, and that was just something that always stood out to me. I can't, or haven't seen a team that had that kind of talent or depth in the backfield. Frank's now all-time fourth in rushing. Do you know him very well? Because yeah, a we lot of people the associate the two of you guys. We work out together. together. We work okay. out. As he, as I'm walking in the gym every morning, he's walking out. There's a lot of similarities between the two of you guys, just in terms of the way you carry yourselves. Do you do you, do you feel that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. We 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 vibe the same. Um, we have we relate the same to a lot of different things. We have the same mentality. Uh, we have conversations in the gym. Our mentality is exactly the same. Um, and it's no coincidence that he's had the success that he's had, and that he's still playing the way he's playing at that age. He's like yeah. the old head on their roster. Yeah, I saw yesterday there was roster. real cool uh, video and, and photo of them of him and uh, Marshawn Lynch exchanging jerseys yesterday after the game. They're kind of like the old heads, sort, yeah. sort, sort of riding one last time. And Lynch yesterday was incredible, yeah. but Bagor still doing it at 35 is absolutely insane. Yeah, no, no, I, I see the work that he puts in behind yeah. the scenes, and I'm not surprised at all if anybody had a chance to spend any time with myself or with Frank in the summer time do you understand how we were able to do what we were able to do mm-hmm. um, practice is easy compared to what we put ourselves through mm-hmm. during the summertime in order to just prepare ourselves for another NBA season or NFL season can, now, can, you, can, can you take us through a little bit of that can you take us through like just I mean obviously I don't, you don't have to give away your workout because uh, that's sort of your secret but just, like just the amount we, of work we that goes in well first of all we don't believe in working out in air conditioning <laughs> you know, so oh once God. we walk in the gym, the air goes off immediately. I don't. We 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 don't have air conditioning in our gym anyway. We just have these fans. And once I walk in, I, I unplug the fans. I I immediately increase the intensity of the workout just by cutting the fan off because how hot it is. Um, we work out outside. Which basketball people say, why are you working out outside? You play basketball. Basketball is indoor sport. Once again, I'm intensifying the workout, mm-hmm. um, pushing sleds. You know, it's just it's a process, and it's a lot that goes into it. So I want to transition now to this team in this year, and you, you're calling this a last stand. I know you never say that something's your last year before it's your last year, so I don't want to – if you want to announce that right now, you can. It's okay. Uh, but how do you approach this season? Because Dwayne talked about that with us a little bit today, that he feels like it's going to be a lot about basketball, but also it's hard for it not to be about nostalgia too because as he's going to courts for the last time, he he knows it's the last time as a player. So how do you approach it this year? Do you take everything in in a different way than you have before? Yeah, I probably won't pay attention to it being the last time. I'm sure people will probably show up with signs and, you know, things for him, you know, but uh, probably won't be the same for me. But for me, it's just focusing on doing what my job is, coming to practice every day, working hard, helping these guys reach their goals of being the best player they could possibly be and possibly being champions. And one step at a time, one day at a time, and once one day passes, you just go on to the next day. You've been on a lot of different teams with a lot of different kinds of expectations. I mean, 
totally run the gamut. Teams that came into a season and you guys were expected, not expected to win a championship, you were supposed to win multiple championships with those teams between 2010 and 2014. You've gone into other years where we didn't feel like the team had much of a chance. You look at like 2007 and some of those other years. So what is this year about? You've got a lot of the same group. You've been on teams that have had continuity before and you've been able to benefit from that. But what what is what is this about for this group like in addition to the message you're talking about I mean I think a lot of people look at our roster and they say okay they're bringing back the same guys so we're going to have the same team but yeah we're bringing back the same guys and we, but we won't have the same team because these guys are not the same players you know you look at all the work that these guys have put in behind the scenes Bam has basically lived here Derry Jones has basically lived here um, Jay Rich always is here um, I mean so we, justice. I mean, the list goes on and on. JJ, Dion's getting back healthy. Uh, so, you know, we're bringing back the same guys, but they're not the same players. So I expect us fully to get into the playoffs. And once there, you know, you restart the season and you push for the, for, the, for, the next, for the next round and then you keep pushing for the next round after that. What does that improvement look like on a year-to-year basis? Because you're, you're talking about players who are kind of early stages of their career. When you were sort of ascending in your NBA career, can you really tell the difference year over year? Or I mean, you, you yeah. kind of take a, a, a one-day-at-a-time approach, but the, all that work, what does it eventually look like by, by way of improvement? Well, it starts mentally. It starts mm-hmm. mentally just being more comfortable when you're stepping out on the floor, just understanding you know, what the coach wants and doesn't want from you, understanding your spacing on the floor, understanding what your guys do well, offensively and defensively Um, so I think the first step of being a new player and a better player the next year is just being more comfortable getting a year up under your belt so when you step out there you know you just feel more relaxed Um, two is you put the work in you put the work in and all these different things so when you step on the floor those things should be natural these are the things you worked on these are the things you built confidence in in the offseason so when you step on the basketball court you know you can't do those things final question for you we'll let you go here Udonis if 2018 Udonis Haslam could tell 2003 Udonis <laughs> Haslam something what would it be wow surround yourself with good people that was what I would tell all the young guys, and that's what the 2018 Udonis would tell you, 2003. Um, and it's not that I didn't have good people around me then. Um, it just wasn't as, as big of a – it just wasn't as big of a priority at that time. And I see how important that is. Gotcha. Udonis has him here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're going to try to get the download numbers up on this, and then I'm yeah. going to send it to Rio yeah. <laughs> so that he Rio understands. Of, Rio the type of jank that will download it over and over. <laughs> He'll download all kinds of apps. Yeah. He's the type of jank that will download it over and over again and call all his people. He download wrote, this. He wrote, he wrote a children's book before you do. you got to get on that. Yeah, man. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, my, my mouth too filthy for a children's book. <laughs> All right, you Only children that can handle my book is my kids. <laughs> All right, Udonis Haslam here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is the Five Reasons Sports Network, Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 13 podcasts in the network posting roughly 15 times per week, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. Plus, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more fresh content. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on Ballscast. It's legitimately dreadful watching the Dolphins, man. Like, is this, <laughs> is it worth it to be a Dolphin fan? Like, this is, this feels terrible. If you want to get involved as a sponsor or a contributor, reach out to us at number five reason sports on Twitter. Don't forget to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Thanks to UD for spending a little bit more time with us. Obviously, we'll try to get him on again over the course of the season, particularly if his Dolphins end up something like 14-2. and two. And now, though, let's go to Josh Richardson. Ethan Skolnick back here on the Five Reasons Sports Network with Chris Whittingham. Been out here at Media Day all day. Last guy here. He's usually the last guy on the floor a lot of times, getting that extra practice in. Josh Richardson. We're going to try to talk a little basketball with Josh before Chris turns this into a complete <laughs> FIFA conversation. Ooh. Okay. I like where he's headed. So, so we're, we're going to do a little of my silly questions until we, uh, we move this over to what Josh and Chris actually want to talk about. Last year, we talked a lot about kind of your breakout last year, um, particularly what you were doing in December. And then kind of as the season went on, you had some of the most moments but the aggressiveness that you showed in December. What do you want to try to replicate from what you did last season, and what did you work on this offseason so you can get to that level more often? 
Um, well, first of all, what I want to replicate is how many games I played. I want to stay healthy this year. Um, I think that's one of my biggest things. But um, just the confidence that I started playing with, you know, at a few points last year was definitely a, a high point, and I think I could play with that all season this year. Is it just uh, defensively? Obviously, your metrics are like through the roof. I mean, you're, I mean, you've established where you are on that end. Offensively, for you, is it sometimes just kind of being aggressive, saying I'm, I'm going to take those kind of shots? And how do you? Because you got so many, you got a lot of wings on this roster. You got a lot of twos on this roster. How do you kind of find your fit there and know when it's your time to go? Um, I mean, in my head, honestly, going into this year, it. it pretty much always needs to be that it needs to be attack mode all the time like I don't need to be floating like I did sometimes in the past I don't need to be you know deferring to other people or, or I mean I, I need to be one of the guys that really is making the defense guard and and getting other guys involved and getting in the paint it doesn't need to just be you know Goran and Dion, you know doing those things so yeah, I need to step into that. Do you feel that that's something you can continue to do late in games then too? Because we've seen some of that from you also. All these things are things you've shown, right? So, I mean, we, we've seen them all at various times. We know it's in there. So so is that a different approach at the end of games? too? When you have guys like Dwayne and, and Dion who have done it in those situations. Uh, yeah, it, it needs to be because, um, you know, it's D-Way's last season. He kind of, I mean, he doesn't need to be trying to do that every night. And I want to be, you know, the guy to step into that next. Yeah, do you sort of feel like there's sort of not a mantle to take on because, I mean, Dwayne Wade is one of the greatest basketball players ever, but that sort of next step for you being as a leader on this team and being someone who is going to sort of take this team into the next generation, is that, I don't want to say it's overwhelming, but is that kind of a step that you're thinking about? I definitely am, and I definitely am excited about uh, starting that process. Um you know, I'm, I'm going to learn as much from D-Wade as I can this year. And I, I've been learning from UD these last few years. And uh, even I still talk to, you know, CB, uh, Bosch about that um, a lot. But, uh, I mean, I know it's a lot of responsibility, but mm-hmm. yeah, competitors ask for that responsibility. Right. That's an interesting uh, thing I want to touch on with you because I hear that from other guys, that CB is still kind of a factor, right? I mean, how often do you talk to Chris? What do you talk – because Chris talks about so many different things. What do you talk to Chris about? Music. Uh, <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be basketball first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just life. You know, it's a lot of life talks. Um, we talk about basketball quite a bit too, but, I mean, he's a guy that's so so eclectic and everything he does. It's like it's easy just to sit down and talk to him about 20 different things and not even feel like you've been there for two hours or something like that. One of the things interesting is that he had – he loved the game, and the game was taken away from him. And he always struck me as a guy who could do a million other things, but he still loved the game so much that it bothered him when it was taken away. Do you, as a guy who's still relatively young in your career, does that make you kind of appreciate it a little bit more when you see what he went through? It definitely does because, you know, I, I was on a team when it happened again. And it was like I didn't know, like, what he was going through. I didn't know how to, like – try to help I didn't know I didn't know so when I finally got to talk to him about it it was it was like man this is crazy like I've I've never seen anything like it I've never seen anyone just had to call it quits like that so yeah it definitely makes me thankful to be able to come here every day and and be able to do what I love still three favorite guys to guard in the league three challenges that you like look forward to taking on it was D-Wade when he didn't play here but he's back now in practice, then, <laughs> just because it was like a, a extra game, I I don't know really. I don't know. I kind of treat everybody the same. It's not like anybody wakes me up extra. You know, I'm I'm a treat guarding the top guy like like I would treat guarding you know a, a last man off the bench. But you you think you've earned a rep though at this point because at a certain stage, defenders who get to a certain level, they start to maybe you're not getting the accolades for it that you should that we believe you should. But guys in the league know. So, I mean, have you started to sense that a little bit in terms of what guys say to you, the way that guys attack you, approach yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. You know, guys kind of tend to go away from me every now and then and, and kind of try to get off it. But, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to that that much. I'm just – whenever my guy's involved in a play, I'm for sure going to, you know, give everything I got every time down to stop him. 
before we get one more, and then you can get to your soccer <laughs> conversation. Uh, the you've you've had to, from a position change standpoint. I remember being in an airport once where you were being sent to Sioux Falls to learn how to run a hundred pick and rolls as a point guard. Obviously, that's you've gone away from that. Like you're not you've done some of that, but you're not doing as much of that. Then you, you're the two. You move to the three. You've been playing a lot of that. We have this conversation all the time of the podcast because Chris thinks it doesn't matter. Like everybody is a wing at this stage. If you're a two and you're a three, it's pretty much the same thing. What, in your view, are the differences between playing the small forward in the modern NBA and playing the two? Um, size. I think size is the biggest difference. First of all, like that jumps out at you. At you, like the if I'm playing the two, I would be a tall two. Like I'd be a one of the bigger shooting guards. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at the three, I'm like the smallest dude at the position. So it's like, <laughs> oh, man, I got to guard 20 post-ups today or, like, stuff like that. Like, it's just a difference in play style. But, I mean, it's, it's not huge. Like, it's not like if you play the two, you can't play the three. It's not like that. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. No, I actually, I, I actually have a dorky <laughs> basketball question, uh, and then we'll get to the soccer stuff. But in terms of the continuity of this team, I kind of find interesting that, you know, a lot of people talked about, all oh, the Heat didn't bring anybody new in and nobody left. Is that kind of – does that sort of establish a priority on the beginning of the season that you guys are not integrating anybody new, that you guys really should have a, an advantage in terms of hitting the ground running and knowing what you want to be from day one? Yeah, and I, I think um, – you know, we, we, we're getting everybody back, hopefully, in the near future. And, I mean, we, we got some positions and some things to iron out early. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have so much back that it should only take training camp and preseason to really, mm-hmm. you know, figure those things out. Because last season, I mean, we were trying to figure stuff out in the middle of the year, and it was it was different. But, I mean, we coaches, players, everybody's back, so it should be a lot smoother. All right, let's talk some soccer. So, uh, <laughs> so how did you uh, get into FIFA so much? I was in college um, my junior year, and I lived in a house with four other dudes. And, uh, I mean, my my roommate Carter, his older brother Mackenzie would come over a lot, and he was a FIFA guy, but I was, like, 2K all day. Like, yeah, me, yeah. me and Carter would just play 2K all day. Mm-hmm. And he started, like, teaching me about FIFA, and I was, like, I mean, I knew, like, a little bit about soccer, but not mm-hmm. a lot. And... uh at first, he would, like, just trash me every time. I'd be like, yo, this is dumb. But then we got to playing more and more, and then we found some more friends I played, and mm-hmm. I just started getting into it a lot. And if I haven't, stopped. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are now an Arsenal guy. Is that because that was your FIFA team? Yeah, at All first, right. yeah. So what, what was, like, the who, were, who was in that first FIFA team that, like, got you, you know, I like these guys, I like these players, and I like Arsenal now? Uh, Mezu Ozil, yeah. Theo Walcott. Got speed for days, didn't he? Uh, yeah, those are like my. F- that's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite too. What language is this? <laughs> <laughs> but now, so it's not. So I think for a lot of people, FIFA is sort of the foray into actually watching real soccer and getting into it, and that yeah. seems to have happened with you. Like I, I follow you on Twitter, and then like on a random Sunday morning, you'll be tweeting about Arsenal playing. Like yesterday it was Arsenal playing Everton, and yeah. I don't know if you were watching the game yesterday, but just like on a random day, you'll be watching it. So, what was that next step for you? Uh, well, I moved down here. Um, yeah. You know, it's a lot more FIFA culture, or not a lot more soccer culture. Yeah. And uh, actually, yeah, when I moved here, and mm-hmm. two of my best friends here, um, Athos and Arthur. Arthur's from Russia. Mm-hmm. His dad coaches uh, FC Locomotive. Oh, nice. He's a goalies coach, and Athos is from Brazil, and he grew up playing soccer, and he, like, so he's growing up around the culture. So, I hung out with them every day, like all the time, like in the off mm-hmm. season, during the season, and they, we would just talk soccer all day. We watch every one of Locomotive's games, mm-hmm. so we they're the champions right now. Yeah. yeah, and then it was like, yeah, I was used to it. Yeah, like, you're game, in game yeah. day. Is it right. a soccer game? Yeah. All right, come on yeah. and watch it before I take a nap. Right, and it's it's on it's on all the time, and particularly it's on at yeah. times when you're not playing, right? So even yeah. if you have a game on a Saturday night, on a Saturday morning, there's game on. So uh, yeah. so give me your thoughts on Arsenal. So now that uh, they've made the manager change, they finally uh, finally Wenger out, and uh, and now they've uh, they've <laughs> they've won a few games here, and it seems like they're, they're well, on the right track. We're on like a five game, yeah, six game roll right now. We're gonna we, get five on the rolling. bounce, four four in the league. My boy Lacazette had a nice goal oh, yesterday. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, cracking goal, wasn't it? Okay. My boy, him and him and Abba are playing real well together. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that that little the little hookup they got going. Um, what else? 
A lot's happening. This, I'm gotta, gotta, this pod has turned into kitchen I'm really. Gotta, that's like the gotta, two gotta, right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Like the two right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the two, like, man. You got you got the new ones. You got new players in midfield too. You got yeah, Quinduzzi and Torreira in there. Decent uh, players. Torreira is good. I, yeah, I wasn't so sure about him because the only highlights I really saw about him was him getting nutmeg by everybody <laughs> <laughs> when he was before he got there. But hey, he's, be, be careful. We, we have a Uruguayan guy over there. Yeah, been, I, I, know, I know he's a big fan of Luca Torreira. So. He's, he's been bringing it though. Yeah, he's good, man. I kind of messed with Emery. Um, I thought they were playing too conservative at first, and it was really making me mad. Like, they were just defending for, like, 65, 70 minutes out of the game. Yeah, yeah, But, um, I don't know. They're, it's, things are starting to look up. I wore my Aubameyang jersey to the gym today. Fant- yeah, and you, you can wear it with pride now. They're, uh, they're exactly. heading towards the top of the league. But uh, the, the, the new FIFA comes out tomorrow. How, how many hours is that on the road? How many hours is that of, of like, just – Right, like – like, right, like, like, what? Some of us have to work. No, you don't. Uh, like, 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 I was talking with Tyler earlier, and it's just like almost like full days go when you're just on the road. This is all you're doing. Yeah, it's like, well, I actually have my Xbox pack to go to training camp. I'm prepared because, yeah, I, pre- <laughs> I pre-ordered it weeks ago. Um, I'm ready. You, you, you had it sent to FAU instead of to your home. Yes, I'm ready. So whenever it comes out, I'm going to be on it tonight. Okay. I'm just letting y'all know if I want to get smacked online. <laughs> Jerry Zero, <laughs> I'm taking challengers. All right. My, I, so, some, some guys my, Miami L- MLS uh, work down here. You think it'll work? I think it will. It's I think not, I'm super excited. It's not Miami MLS. It's I'm Inter sorry. Miami. Inter Miami. Miami. I'm sorry. You're right. And Beckham, right. Beckham's putting some some pretty aggressive statements out yeah. there about some people he wants. So. I mean, I've been recruiting Griezmann. I don't know if he's been seeing it, but I've definitely been talking to him about it. I told him I need those season tickets before off top. I need to be the top of the list. Season tickets. I'm there. I just, they have my full support. I don't have an MLS team yet. So, yeah, I'm a fan. Right, here's the deal. If you if you put together a season like your December, <laughs> you're top of the list season. Yeah, teams. oh, yeah. Okay. You, you, you average 19. I want to ask you one more thing. Uh, I know you came in as Rook 1 and Rook 2. You went by that for a while. Are you familiar with the nickname that our guys here on the podcast have given Justice Winslow? Do, do you know it? No. Justice better. Yeah. I have heard that. <laughs> I, saw, oh, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. I see it on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> justice better. Yeah, I see yeah. it on Twitter. So the important right. question here is, before we close, is justice better? Of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's better. Perfect. All right. Uh, Canonized for all time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Josh Richardson here Confirms on the Five indeed Reasons Sports Podcast. Justice Winslow is better. Today. Nice talking to y'all. Yep. Jose Lito out. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We will have another Heat-related episode later this week. We spoke at length for a Heat Stories episode to Grant Long, who was Udonis Haslam before Udonis Haslam. I should have asked Udonis about that, Chris. Mm. What was I thinking? Anyway, (laughs) it's a great interview with Grant Long. We'll have that a little bit later in the week. We're also going to be speaking to Jackie McMullen about her new basketball book. And then next Monday, we will have a full recap of Dolphins Patriots after our watch party, which you can come to. It is open to the public. We'll have drink and food special over at Texas Roadhouse in Miramar, just west of I-75 on Miramar Parkway. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.